0: Today on the Callahan podcast, well, Tom Brady's been around for 21 seasons. He's been to nine Super Bowls. Now it will be 10. Most of the country's rooting against him, even though he's never done or said anything really bad. They're rooting instead for Tyreek Hill and Frank Clark. Uh, we'll talk about that, why people want to see Tom Brady fail. Also, um, Donald Trump is gone and so is Humor. Humor's gone, gone. He killed it. No more humor on Saturday Night Live, and certainly not in late night comedy. We'll play some uh, some of uh, Jimmy Kimmel. The guy used to be funny, but Trump ruined him. Also, whose who's side is, who's got the crazier extremist nut job? Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene or Elon Omar? We will debate that showdown, that tale of the tape on today's Callahan podcast, Brought to you by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more. And make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colin, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, it's come down to this. Uh, yesterday was media day for the Super Bowl, big media day. I didn't see a uh, downtown Julie Brown wasn't there, and I, I didn't see a lot of people dressed up in funny costumes asking guys. About uh, whatever is, you know, their sexual experience, their, their greatest sexual experience or any of the fun stuff they used to do on media day. But here's here's what I did take note of. It was the closest you're going to get to a boast or a brag from Tom Brady. He was talking about uh, media days and he, and he handles it so well. I, I mean, I've seen him probably in every single one of them. Uh, where he just smiles. They ask the dumbest questions. They propose marriage. They talk about Trump or they talk about uh, you know uh, Belichick. Whatever it doesn't matter. He just smiles and handles it. And if it's if they think they're going to get him, they think they're going to make him uncomfortable. They fail. He just uh, knows how to do this. Yesterday he says. What a strange media day this is! Uh, you know, I'm sitting here in an empty room. It's so much different than the last nine times I did this. <laughs> That's what we call a humble brag. That's right. That would be a humble brag. He, uh, I don't think he said it, you know, to, to brag or to make you know anybody, uh, you know, go through the numbers and say, "Holy crap, he's been here nine times." But he's he's telling the truth. It's the craziest day, the craziest experience of media day, particularly for Patriots. Because everything is so controlled during the year, even during the early rounds of the playoffs, and then it's just a free for all for one night where they, you know, charge. I forget that. Was the last? I think I was in the one in Phoenix where you look up and there's like five thousand people who pay ten bucks each to watch (laughs) Media Day to watch little.
1: I was just okay. gonna. I was gonna ask you what was the Jerry Callahan Media Day playbook like? What was that? So you went to a bunch. What? what well, more? I mean, the
2: first one is apologize profusely to Tom Brady. That's, yeah, that's, usually,
0: that's the most. That's I, the was, the most recent I was going to say right? there was a moment we had to uh, have, go to the little corner of the room as Brady's walking in. It was not media day, but it might have been the day after. It was a big press conference from Brady, and the number one thing on people's minds was how would Brady react to some punk on the radio who called who made fun of his daughter you know it was i I forget i forget who it was i think you know i think it was dale arnold and and he made fun of his daughter Keith, one of the two and yeah and so we had to wait and get a moment alone with brady and it it was just one of those million things that brady does right i say this all the time he don't say that. He, let you, he gave you life. Remember. No, he, he,
2: he pushed me to the very edge and at the end decided to pull it back. But no. Okay. All- he,
0: well, like that, he could have had you fired. Well, and, and he almost and, did. He, he, he did not. He, he said, tell him not to worry about it. No big deal. He could not have been more forgiving and you
2: should have uh put that message up to the station execs who kept me Jeez, off the you, air for yeah, I mean, I, mean I,
0: I knew you were spoiled I knew you were a little I knew you were, had your uh, white privilege but that wasn't <laughs> enough that was like one of the only times I've had you know I, I, it was three of us but I had a private conversation with Brady and he was just like he is in public he smiled and just said don't worry about it it happens tell him tell him it's no big deal and then you it, not only did you survive, but it he diffused it. It wasn't a big story. Maybe in your life it was, but it wasn't a big story to the Super Bowl to the to the gathered media at, anymore. Brady just let you off the mat and 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 put it to rest. And I can't believe you complain about how he handled that.
2: Uh, I mean, the hang up a little dramatic. I think we can all agree now. You three know, years was- later.
0: That was old news at that point. It was now was how would he handle? Oh yeah, it?
2: right. exactly. but the the damage was already done, Jerry. And let's not forget. I said that on a show that nobody heard it or cared and then until it was played the next morning on a very highly rated morning show,
0: which I, was, <laughs> I wasn't there for. I believe I wasn't there. <laughs> you were out that day. okay. that was a uh, Christmas uh, that was you know, Christmas break. But okay, right, never, like, right know, before you, the Super Bowl, you survived, and now look at you—you you know, right? Look at, at me, yeah. Look <laughs> at that. <Would laughs> but, what, say, what a rebound. Say that
1: picture, like, where does that picture of you, Kirk, and Tom Brady talking in a corner, where does that rank in the Jerry Callahan kind of like moments that you would put on the wall? Because that actually is a good—that's a good picture.
0: Mm-hmm. I, 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 I should—I should do that. I should update my stuff on the wall. I—I I don't even know how to do that. Put that picture on the wall. And that's
1: not like a—that's not like a. I'm obsessed with Tom Brady. That's not like. Uh, what's the one that was like in the intercom offices with chotch catching a patch or pass yeah, or somebody falling true. down or whatever? This is like a real authentic in the moment uh, picture. I would love. It. I would blow that shit up and hang that up in my house. I,
0: I should, you know, I should, but but I don't even know where it is now. Can you get it for me? Find I'll track it, it down. Me? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll bring it to a frame store and put it up on my wall. I got my my Sports Illustrated covers over here, and that's just about. Uh, uh, I don't have any. Everything's kind of getting old. I need some new, fresh stuff.
2: You have the old Big Three though picture I noticed, which Big my- Three
0: with me right which- under um, uh, McHale's ass. I got my head like almost up McHale's ass in that picture, but you know that's a co- very common picture in every sports bar in boston most of which have been put out of business by charlie baker but that's another story but you're my father you know
2: my uh, my father's basement my my Is childhood all, yes
0: all, can you imagine the stuff that's available now that baker has killed every sports bar in boston all the pictures the, the you know the baseball bats signed by david ortiz that are available i'm not a collectible kind of guy you used to be used to know this kind of stuff there's got to be places where you could go buy this stuff cheap now because not only as baker Killed every sports bar, but these the owners are desperate. I mean, the owners have have bills to pay, so you must be able to get some pretty good stuff out there. I should, I should look into that so I could, you know, revamp the, the home office a little bit, seeing how I spend, you know, 20 hours a day sitting right here. Uh, but, but this here's, here's what you can't get away from with Tom Brady. And I guess by now everyone understands it. He's never gonna say anything. Uh, controversial he's never going to do anything controversial unless you count taking you know a little air out of the ball uh which it was we don't allegedly we don't know if he did that for sure what are you doing throwing uh, him under the bus i know uh, i'm just saying assume he did if we assume he did so what compared to uh i don't know what other what, what ben roethlisberger did i would say it's a a, a little bit worse but he always seems to do everything right, and he never seems uncomfortable. You see him in whatever, his whole new situation. He's doing media day. He's um, uh, in a room by himself, getting grilled by media. He can't see, for the most part. He doesn't know who they are. They're just throwing questions at him, and he never stops smiling and acting like it's not a chore. It's not painful, where other players in that situation are like, you know, just let I, – I think of Dustin Pedroia, who went out announced since retirement yesterday, who – who everyone in Boston, everyone in New England was writing, you know, farewell love letters to he would be so uncomfortable in that situation and snippy and snappy. And even though he'd been through it all, he was an MVP and he played in a one world series. He still couldn't just say, this is not that difficult. I just have to sit here, answer some questions. Then I get to go home as Larry Bird used to do this and he was great at it. He was a great interview when he felt like it, but he'd sit on the table in the middle of the Celtic locker room after a game, even if it was a you know playoff game, sit on the table and he'd look at the clock and he would talk. And when he was done, he'd look at the clock again and it'd be 10 minutes. And he would say at some quiet moment, he'd say, that was 10 minutes. That's not asking too much. 10 minutes out of my day to go through this obligation. Even if he hated the people asking the questions and didn't care you know about the, the topics or didn't didn't want to discuss things. he would he would do what he wanted to do, but he would he would look at it as only ten minutes out of my day. And that's all it is. I mean, obviously, media days more, but it's still a very small percentage. I think Brady understands that the way Bird did. It's an obligation. It's part of the job. You might as well uh, make it not fun, but make it painless. Treat it like it's painless. Who cares? It's just guys asking questions and, and, and some of them are dumb, but so what? Why let it bother you? That's always been Gr- Brady's approach. And it has. Well, if you notice, Rima, it's been working.
2: Uh, well, I mean, yeah, he's still one of the most hated athletes in in American history, perhaps. But that's because of his winning, not because oh, yeah. of how he's acted. I mean, I think we we all agree on that. Although it is interesting, as you, as you know, Jerry, with all the social media uh, being nice to the reporters, doesn't really matter anymore at all because in fact fans like it when you're nasty a-holes to the reporters so uh that's the thing i think that's changing so much
0: well, like who? Who do they like when they're nasty to reporters? A... Uh, any,
2: anybody. Any? Well, you, you see it the most in the NBA. Whenever a reporter asks a tough question to a player, the fans are always going to take the player's side. There was yeah, a great
1: uh, hockey viral video that went around, I think it was last week, of one of the, was it Fire or Penguins, who was like, "You're I, oh, I knew that question would come from you because you're a weasel, you're a rat. Right. Like he, was, it, it was aggressive as hell, his response. and You could tell he hated that reporter. And or, everybody loved it.
0: Or like if, if Biden actually gets a tough question, he gets one a day, and it's usually Peter Ducey from Fox. I mean, tough question. Like, mm. you know, what, what do, you, do you still worry about your son? He's under investigation by the federal government for his dealings. And it's oh I knew you'd say that. You're always trying to get me. And I'm like, well, why can't you just answer the question? You, I mean, you can lie, but you just smile and answer the question but that's always the great disadvantage, for Because
2: right, Biden is definitely the president who's most abrasive towards the press. Well, that, yes. way,
0: he gets one tough question; the rest of the time, they're just licking his toes. And it's a, and I say it all the time: it's a great disadvantage for Democrats because they're not used to it. They are so used to being coddled by the media that when there's actually a tough question, and Biden's the best example of that, except for maybe Kamala, who's you know lived this this life of just. Being asked kissed at every turn by the media who will cover for her and and just love her, but when he's asked a tough question or she is, they're just shocked by it. Like, wow! I mean, Trump—if he got a nice, easy softball the way Biden gets, you know, what what flavor ice cream do you like there, Joe? He would be shocked at an easy question. So these people aren't tough. Their skin is not, you know, calloused against these kind of uh, tough questions. Brady's is, and, and I'm not saying tough questions, just annoying questions, whatever. And I'm watching this morning. Uh, there's a show on ESPN. It's like a radio show, but it's on TV, and I guess it's their morning radio. Well, that's an
2: innovative concept. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's Jay Williams, Jason Williams, Keyshawn Johnson, and some other guy. He was a host guy, you know. And he's trying to force this Super Bowl talk subject. You, you, you know, we've all been there. And he says. I think, you know, who will people be rooting for in the final two minutes? He says, if, 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 uh, in the final two minutes, if Mahomes is like trailing and he gets the ball, it's like, yeah, no big deal. Well, if he scores, he scores. If Brady gets the ball down a score with two minutes left, the whole country will be rooting for him. And they go, like, Keyshawn and uh, Williams are like, what? I'm saying the same thing. I'm a, what? You are right, Reamer. That guy is wrong. There is, for no good reason, other than he's just so good and just so gr- successful, people. I'd say, I don't even know, what would you put it at? Two-thirds of the country will be rooting against him?
2: At the least, but that's understandable. He's been into 10 of the 55 Super Bowls. So, of course, people want to see something new.
1: I, I,
0: I, I, I say, disagree.
1: I think the average fan would want any form of a comeback in a game like that. If you're not rooting for one specific team,
0: you, you just want the know, comeback. But you're rooting ball. at that point in the Super Bowl. You're rooting for somebody. I mean, you you don't just sit. And, I mean, at some point you're rooting. And I find Mahomes easy to root for, but again, we've talked about this. He's got more dirt bags. He's got the worst dirt
2: bags. The Chiefs very Tyree, good, easy team to root for, right?
0: Tyreek Hill and, and Frank Clark, and they both had big games in the uh, AFC title game. It was kind of sickening, but I like Mahomes and watching Mahomes with uh, you know with Kelsey, and I don't root against Andy Reid. The best story is Brady, but people, I mean, just we've talked about this many times. I I use the example of uh, of Tosh saying the weekend his house burned down. He said, you know, it was awful my house burned down, but the Patriots lost this weekend, so it was kind of a wash. They hate him, and Tosh doesn't hate Brady because of whatever, deflate gate. just hates him because all he does is win. As a kid, I hated, you know, the the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Raiders, and the Patriots were terrible, but I hated the teams that won all the time. That's just the way you are. To watch Brady do another you know, thing on the field, hugging his family, then do a press conference and confetti coming down will drive most of the country nuts. They hate that thought. I mean, they don't necessarily root for the Chiefs who won last year, but these people really think the country is rooting for Tom Brady. Not a no, champion.
2: of course, uh, of course not. I think the the feelings of Brady too were embodied by your favorite show SNL, which I think actually had a very good week oh, this please. week. By the way, the opening sketch was great, but at the end. You know, Tom Brady was the was the only thing in America that still works, except, you know, he's not a crazy Trump guy, is he? Well, Got to go. So that's the and other you, you side pretend, of Brady as well.
0: I guess I, that, that bugs me, Reamer, because you know it. I mean, you can lie if you want, pretend that he's a crazy Trump guy, but he's not. He wouldn't support Trump. I don't think he voted for Trump. He wouldn't say a word about Trump uh, during the campaign. No, it's,
2: it's it's been about five years since Brady has contacted right. Donald
0: Trump. I think he bailed on his own friend, Donald Trump. You know who used to be friends with Donald Trump? You know, Lorne Michaels. You know, he he was on, he hosted SNL. You know, he was, you know, who else was friends with Trump? Joe and Mika. All these frauds that act like, you know, Trump is some evil force that used to be his buddy. Uh, but they turned on him. Brady, I want that. not That's political Twitter. That's all that is. That's such, that's such small noise.
1: The average sports fan, when they say, why do I hate Tom Brady? They don't say because he supported Donald Trump. You know, Here, you know what? I, I
0: know there'll never be yeah. another guy or there probably won't be a guy go to 10 Super Bowls. Although I says I said yesterday, Mahomes has got two at the age of 25. He's freaking great. He's got a good coach who probably is not going to last you know, that much longer. He's not exactly the picture of health. Uh, he's got great weapons. Mahomes could go to. I mean, if you put the over under on number of Super Bowls, Mahomes would five go and to, a half. Uh, that's a good one. Reamer. I was going to say five which is almost, you know, six. And if he wins them all, then that's how many Brady won. So it's not impossible. He's not Cy Young with 511 wins, where you say that'll never be touched because the game has changed. Brady is a freak. He's going to his 10th at the age of 43, and most guys will not even play that long, but Mahomes is so good, and he's 25, and I could see him going to five, six, seven over the next 15 years you could go to five more
2: it's so hard though i mean brady's been at this as you know for 20 years it's never happened in sports i mean michael jordan's run was not nearly this long and i'm counting the sabbatical due to gambling slash baseball tiger woods has been this long but as you know jerry there's been a lot of ups and downs with tiger (laughs) woods i mean it's just brady 20 years of sustained excellence in the nfl i don't think we'll ever see this again even from somebody like mahomes
0: probably not and the uh I, I, again, I go back to Brady just doing everything right. It's it's remarkable when you look back on a 20-year career and say, where did he you know, screw up? I mean, he got hurt once and missed a year. He had deflate gate, which most people say he was overcharged and overpunished, and the whole thing was overblown and insane, and it was. Um, what else? What else did he do? What else did he say in 20 years that could be held against him? It's like... That will never happen again. I mean, the guy who'd be that well. I Average say, well, people hate gurus. Like we always talk about the, the, the yeah, that's the, true. Tony, whatever. You were really like. there. You were there when he made the appearance with the. Uh, I was Tony Robbins, and I would think some people felt ripped off by Tony Robbins. I mean, you pay a lot of money to go see him. Brady popped in for what ten minutes.
2: It was late. it was like ninety minutes late as well.
0: Well, you know what? Get used to that because that's going to be his post-playing career. And he'll be a guru, and he'll be a a a, a preacher and a proselytizer, and instead of will annoy some people, they will continue to dislike him, and he won't want to do traditional things like TV or sit down with uh, you know Jimmy Fallon and giggle it up. Although he did drink a beer with Steve Colbert, Stephen Colbert. That's that dick
2: For some uh, reason i i get Stephen colbert's tweets in my feed they're like promoted tweets it's amazing this guy used to be funny the crap that he tweets he tweeted last weekend it's so cold in new york i'm gonna stay inside since last march and it's like oh God.
0: it's unbelievable i say the same thing about conan o'brien who went to went to harvard and he's a you know renowned writer and witty witty guy his tweets suck and he has like a million some Stephen colbert same thing you read it and you say that's a comedy that's that Not only is that an alleged comedian, Reamer, it's a guy with a staff of like 20 writers.
2: And he used to be really funny. The Stephen Colbert character was brilliant when it first started. I mean, he's totally.
0: That's that's one subject I wanted to get to. We did a little bit of it yesterday, but and we've done it in the past, but how Donald Trump broke late night comedy. There is no late night comedy. Maybe Fallon still occasionally gives it a shot, but he's been. Uh, uh ostracized and he's a pariah because he once tussled uh, Trump's hair. And that means you're. Well, that was pathetic persona, non grata because you tussled Trump's hair, but they have uh, the Saturday night live comes back and you thought it was brilliant this, uh, this week. It was awful. You're wrong. It, it like last time they were on was like two months earlier. It was before Christmas. <clears throat> and since then, I don't know if you heard, but, you know, there was an inauguration and a new president and Biden made a bunch of gaffes. And Hunter Biden, you know, was front row center at the inauguration and whatever. Biden is old and doddering and confused and Kamala Harris is phony. They didn't do a thing on them, on the president. The new president did not get lampooned at all. I literally had it and I was fast forwarding through it because most of it was awful. And I'm saying they got to bring, I was curious to be who the Biden would be. Would it, would it be Jim Carrey or the other guy who used to do it? Uh, the guy uh, was in that, they used to have another guy do Biden and he was good. And I thought he was better than, than Jim Carrey, but it doesn't matter. They didn't matter. Somebody would have to play Biden. He's the president. It's what you do. You poke fun at the president or you have the Kamala and you have Maya Rudolph who does an excellent Kamala. They don't touch it. They don't touch they don't touch like Alec Baldwin's wife, Hillary, Hilararia. Whatever, Hilaria, the fake Spanish wife who pretends she can't speak English. A total, you know, lifelong scam by this 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 crazy that's such woman. That's a great story. And they don't touch it. I understand. And it just, I mean, that's not their job. They're not their job to say, well, we like that candidate. We don't like him, so we can't make fun of you're supposed to make fun of the president, and they refuse to. And then you have this slate of like late night, I guess you'd call them n- t- political talk show hosts now Kimmel and Colbert and uh, Seth Myers and, and, and uh, the fat guy from England. And I mean, they don't. He sings in cars. C- Corden, James Corden. Yeah, right, right, right. So they don't do humor because Trump broke them. And. Kimmel, I hate more than anything. Now, I mean, I used to think it was funny. He occasionally, watch the Man Show and with with Adam yeah. Carolla, and and but he doesn't do comedy. It's like a comedy setup. He's there doing a stand up thing, doing a doing a monologue. Right, but it's not funny because no. Trump and I'm. I mean, I you come up with another word if you want. Trump just got into their minds and took over and 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 dis, and just ruined their sense of humor. So, Kimmel, I'll give you an example. Yesterday. This clip of Kimmel blaming uh, GameStop, blaming the whole game, something on Russian disruptors goes viral. It's 30 seconds, and I haven't watched Kimmel in, I don't know, years because he sucks. And I'm watching him say, I got I to gotta watch this to see what. And the tone is just like serious and dour. And you're saying the people are paying, or maybe they don't pay, they just go to the, the show, they're in the audience, people are tuning in late at night, they're expecting a little bit of humor, and they don't get
2: it. For GameStop, if you don't know, it's a video game store, and like a lot of businesses, they've been struggling because of COVID, but also because most people buy games online now. And yet, despite a sharp decline in sales over the past six months, their stock price has grown by eight thousand percent because a bunch of amateur investors, maybe even some Russian disruptors who are part of a Reddit community called Wall Street Bets, decided to buy a bunch of GameStop
1: stock.
0: You gonna we'll let it play till maybe he gets to the punch. No, that was it. That was the thirty second clip. Yeah, that cuts off there. Yeah. Oh, well, we can play more. Of it. <laughs> what? That's the
2: clip. That's the clip. That went viral. You no, know, I
0: wanted to hear him try to make a why or whatever. Try to make a joke. I
2: don't understand. Did he say that? Yeah. uh what recently? Yesterday? Last night? He that said was
0: it. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Monday or no? I don't know when he said it. Friday. I think,
2: was, I think it was Friday night. I don't even Tuesday. know when he's on anymore. He's on how TV. could see Friday. that? That's my thing with these late night shows. They're basically made for people who don't have Twitter and apparently don't have access to television. Because I mean, by Friday night, if you didn't know the GameStop story, like, what are you living under a friggin' rock? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly. Oh yeah, you know this GameStop thing. It's pretty crazy. The stock has been going up. It's like well, you're four days late. I don't. These shows and- are like they're made for rubes.
0: But he's the first guy to bring up the Russian angle. There were Russians. I mean, he just made that. Who up. says that
2: though? I don't know.
0: Nobody. He just made it up. Is, because, that, is that
2: supposed to be funny? Because it's like, uh, like from the election or you know, Russia. Is that okay?
0: And I mean, I don't know if you saw these guys after the election or after the inauguration. They, I saw a montage, and there was no humor. They were just. I mean, Colbert cried. Late night comedian cried because his guy was inaugurated, and Trump got on a chopper and went home.
2: He also he also cried when uh they objected to the vote as well, Stephen Colbert. When Trump objected to the results, he cried as well. So a, grown- a, grown-
0: a late night comedian come uh, he's brought to tears. Oh, he's- because uh, a president, a new president won the election. I mean the idea of I don't want to even, you know, John forget Johnny Carson, the idea of, you know, George Carlin, you know, or Richie Pryor crying because of some of an election. These people have lost their way. And for that, I guess I give Trump credit. I know the ratings are terrible. Nobody's watching them because if Except, you're really into political talk, now I, I haven't watched any of those guys in I don't know how long, but I mean, I watch, I hate watch SNL, but now I fast forward and I hate watch Bill Maher when I can get it on, on YouTube. I canceled HBO, but I'll hate I watch Bill Maher, which to, is to his credit because sometimes Bill Maher does things you don't expect, like he'll come out against, you know, Muslim terrorism and yeah and
1: at least bill maher hasn't adapted to like kind of the pussification of america where right. everything like like that's what's problem that's the problem with late night is they're all trying to do these like corny jokes that's the internet now right it's just like corny uh it's not miserable like david letterman like i like miserable i like real authentic misery and that's what i find funny and it's all gone like all of it nobody everybody's happy-go-lucky
0: human beings. And we talk about the effect of Twitter and social media, how it's ruined a lot of writers and sports writers and talk show hosts, and they sit there, uh, you know, with the screen in front of them, and they worry about the backlash or the, or the, the, the criticism of something. Anything they say, if there's two tweets criticizing them, that's it. They're done. They'll back off and just soften their stance on anything. It's the same with these guys. You know, they're living for... Twitter or social media to give them feedback. And when they hate Trump, they get a lot of their people, um, you know, um, Conan or Colbert to say, that's great. You know, orange man, bad. He suck. Keep going. And they forget they're there to supposedly make jokes, you know, do skits. SNL, uh, not only did not do Biden or did not do uh, any Mark Harris at all, or, or again, Hillary, uh, Baldwin, but, they didn't even like take the side of the Reddit guys. You'd think they had like Pete Davidson do a skit. It was terrible. You'd think they would take the side of the Reddit guys who are supposedly all young and didn't have a lot of money. And they brought down the evil hedge funds is they were like taking the side of the hedge funds. That's how.
2: Well, I don't know about that. I mean, in the, in the opening, I didn't see the whole show, but in the opening skit, they were making fun of the fact that somebody is going to be left holding the bag of this, Wildly inflated GameStop stock, and it's going to be people like these Reddit guys. So,
0: well, I, I think you would, uh, you know, if you're SNL, you're supposed to, you know, be hip and young, and you have Machine Gun Kelly falling off the stage.
2: Well, that's, I mean, that's hip and young. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly, one of your favorites. Uh,
0: Machine Gun Kelly, I, yeah. I watched. I was curious because I've seen him. I heard him on uh, With Stern long form interview, and he's a moron, and he was oh, talking really. He was bragging about, you know, doing drugs and I was always on drugs and I was wasted that day and did this drug that day. And Pete Davidson, he calls him his best friend. So those two losers hang out together and do drugs. And you could see when they fell off the stage together, I thought his second song was pretty good. And I didn't uh, expect it to be, to be as good, him to be as good as he was. But I still wouldn't want to get near him and be afraid to catch something. He should leave his mask on because that guy's got something. He just doesn't look doesn't look well, but if that's your audience, you should be 100% behind the Reddit guys and, 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 and celebrating the fact that they brought down the the hedge fund guys. Hell, you bring back Alec Baldwin and he, he could be like the hedge fund guy, be the crazy, you know, Glenn Gary, getting character talking about hedge funds they just have no edge. They but have Even no if edge. you're
1: even if you're not like rooting against hedge funds or whatever, like all these these reddit guys, these retail investors, they were blatantly lied to. Like when you pull right. those the ability the, the guy goes on CNBC or whatever and says that he pulled it just be, I forget what he said, but he basically just came out and lied when yesterday it came out that they owed a clearinghouse three billion. The clearinghouse was asking Robinhood for three billion dollars. They couldn't do it. The only way, the only control that they had was to pull the stocks, and then they end up negotiating that number down. But the guy's just going on television. and He's full of shit. So worst case scenario, you should just call out the CEO of Robinhood for being a liar and that's screwing true. All retail that's, investors.
0: That's true. And I, I didn't quite. I lots of stuff I don't understand. Even though I'm talking to my friends, my few friends that I, I know in the financial world and trying to understand it all such as why isn't it going to happen again and again why is it going to happen today i'm going to wire a group of people and i guess because you know, they I,
1: went out and raised more money so now when that clearinghouse asked them for three billion dollars to cover cover margin calls they're able to pay it
0: they weren't able well, to i'm pay not it talking it. just about i'm talking about the wall street bets guys driving up the price of a stock you know ruining the hedge funds but on top of that, getting rich by driving up the price of the stock. This group has 3.3 million members, this Wall Street Bets group. So I guess there aren't many groups with that kind of manpower that can do it, but... Uh,
1: well, Mew brought we- something up yesterday, too, that I think is kind of like... These Wall Street Bets guys obviously have impact in spreading the word on social media, but the actual buying of the stock, I wonder how much impact they have, because the vol- like when they increase volume so quickly, then computers get in control, right? That's been the biggest thing in the stock market is high-frequency right. trading and computers going to town. When these guys do that, it alerts the computers, and then shit starts to happen, I bet. So it's almost like they're getting... You know they're obviously the impetus for all this, but they're getting a lot more credit for the boost. I got I don't know. Well, maybe. I, I got
0: a friend who's a broker, and he said uh, five years ago he was talking to somebody in his office, and he said, "You know, I, he's you know my age," and he said he'll be uh, it won't be around much longer. He says within five years, I'm probably going to be replaced by a robot. And the yep. guy in his office pulled out his phone and says, "Sorry, too late. You've already been replaced by a robot because that's what young young people take out their iPhone." and make a trade they don't call their broker or go see their broker those days are long gone so it's a different world and they get the information instantaneously the same as the big firms get their information on on a stock so do you know 20 year old reddit guys with like who look like Kellane, although he's a little older, yeah, Kellane, you that. must be a
1: Robin Hood guy, right? In- I am a Robin Hood guy. I'm getting buried because of these decisions. God damn it! You're the only one who didn't make any coin here. Oh well, I'm up, but I the ga- I didn't get it to GameStop. I got into the other ones, but I think it was I think I read yesterday that ten investors made sixteen billion dollars on GameStop within the last year. Fidelity being the fi- biggest one, and that's got to be all computers seeing the seeing what's going on and triggering them to buy, buy, buy in that moment. You know. And you do
0: get, you do see some people are exposed, like Liz Warren when she comes out in defense of hedge funds. You say, "Wow, no, she, she did." Really, what did she hedge she did, funds? Yes, she did, and, okay. and now. Yeah, she wants to, you know, regulate to make sure people. know more of these young people with. Uh, okay,
2: I'll have to review these comments. I heard an interview last week in which she actually went against the hedge fund. No, um, no, no.
0: She's okay. in the pocket, back pocket of the hedge fund. Oh, I didn't know that about her. Know the guy with War. the no. top hat and the oracle and uh, in the, in the that's in the her that's, money. That's Bruce, he her husband. Her. He owns Liz Warren. She's with the <laughs> Wall Street establishment. That's where she gets her money. But she's Democrat. They're all in a Wall Street bought and paid for. Exactly
2: not like Mitch McConnell who's a real champion of the people. No, he sucks.
0: Too. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. He's uh, I don't want to spend it. I know what you're I know what you're thinking. You're thinking let's talk about Marjorie Taylor oh,
2: Greene. I, I, yes. I know.
0: I know all I'm going to say is I will gladly talk about her anytime you want. But I'm going to start the clock and we're going to spend just as much time talking about Elon Omar or Rashida oh, Tlaib. We all know. we all have extremist uh, lunatics uh, on our team. We all do, and you have more, and yours are more high profile. Nancy Pelosi was on the cover of a magazine with Elon Omar, who said, "Of nine eleven, some people did something." Okay, or, or I, Rashida Taleb. These are virulent anti-Semites.
2: Well, at least, well, hey, some people did something is better than it never happened.
0: No. no. <laughs> If I were you, I'll just give you a tip. If you really want to uh, uh, kind of discredit Marjorie Taylor Greene, stick to the lasers, Jewish lasers yeah, from outer space, because yeah, right. cause um, wildfires. That's, right. Well, right. I mean, that's not as offensive as Parkland. Anyone who says, you know, Parkland didn't happen, there's scum, absolute scum. But she's not important. She's a backbencher. She's not significant. She's been denounced by many, many people in the party. Elon Omar is a star on your team. What do you mean? Marjorie Taylor
2: Greene got the big Trump boost, a big uh, big endorsement from DJT over the weekend. He broke his silence to throw his support behind yep. her, you know according what he said? to her.
0: You know what he <laughs> said? He said, you know, up close, she's not that hot. So, you know, he's not.
2: The- Although she, she used to be, though, a big CrossFit woman. She owned a CrossFit gym yes. and everything. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: she's done. Uh, is she the one or was the other one who'd done um, Ironman triathlons? And, I mean, just a beast. You know
2: this, uh, who do you like better her or uh the gun lady the gun restaurant lady i'm
0: following bobert on twitter she's oh you good. are okay. yeah yeah he's good but i mean again you got people who are very prominent in your party who are uh anti-semitic who don't even acknowledge israel who think hmm. you know maybe Marjorie taylor green thinks jewish lasers start wildfires but he, Rashida talib thinks jewish missiles kill palestinian palestinian children that's what she thinks so we have on side. I, you have more of them you have more of them. Marjorie
2: Taylor green friend of israel
0: we're gonna say. <laughs> yeah. yes i mean i'm not sure why the jewish lasers are causing wildfires are they doing it on purpose i gotta read up i gotta read up although i can't stand reading up on people who think that parkland was like staged that that's just so
2: Effective. Oh, she's she's the worst. I mean, she is she is just a hotbed of every conspiracy you could ever imagine. From Hillary Clinton killed JFK Jr. to 9/11 is a hoax to Parkland is a hoax. She really hits the you know the she's a triple threat.
0: She's insignificant, unlike your nut jobs. But uh, I don't I don't uh, I don't have to. I'm not going to defend her. Put it that way. I'm not going to defend her. She'll get defeated in two years, I'll bet. And if she's the will never be. But I don't know. She, Elon she runs- Omar will never. Elon Omar married a brother for crying out loud. Okay. I mean, I don't she- know that.
2: But I mean, Mar- she represents a district in Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Green, or MTG. Your AOC, MTG is their are calling her. She. Uh, they used to send a member of the John Birch Society to Congress. This district that she represents. So I don't know if she would, if she will uh, get defeated. She might have to be She
0: got a a large, she got like 75%, but I think she's the only candidate who had any money.
2: She ran ran unopposed as well in the general. Um,
0: Hang on, hold that thought. I got to talk about our new sponsor, govx.com. That's G O V X.com. As we all know, uniformed professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, You are eligible for free membership in GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. The site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month, GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast and easy and totally free. Become a member today and use code Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com. Savings for those who serve. Anyway, I want to get back to a couple other things. We'll do that another day because you know what? It's Super Bowl week, Jerry. People aren't going away. Neither MTG nor Elon Omar or AOC. AOC, by the way. Can we all just offer some thoughts and prayers that? You know, they tried to murder her. Well, they yeah, I believe that.
2: Her. How can and you she- mock? Did you watch any of the clips of her of her video? How can you yes. mock? What? How can you mock? That?
0: Uh, I would define her as the ultimate drama queen. That she wasn't almost murdered. Uh, it wasn't uh, all that traumatic. I mean, we just got because you, um, you were there, of course. My brain was able to have so many thoughts in that moment. Um, Between these screams and these yells of, where is she? Where is she? And so I go down and I
1: just, I mean, I thought I was going to die.
0: No, and you weren't either. I'm just, I mean, do you just believe everything anyone says?
2: I believe that AOC... Gets as she said in a, a Vogue story, which was also released yesterday. She wakes up every morning with the FBI and cap and police sending her all her death threats for the day, saying these are the people who want to kill you. I totally believe that. Those I totally.
0: Are old, that. I, I've said many times, Twitter death threats aren't death threats. They're not real. There are no. These aren't real death threats. The old days, you know, in my day. You got it in a letter and you gave it to the police when someone was threatening to kill you. Like a guy did with me and and Dino. I don't know if I heard that story. It was on page one of the Herald. You can look it up. And the guy would say, and they'd talk about our families. He was coming again. He would say, I know where you do this or whatever. And so we turned it over to station management. They called the cops. Cops came in. They busted the guy the next day. He went into court and uh, he was slobbering and crying and begging for mercy. And,
2: he yeah, wasn't. Yeah,
0: he said. He'd wasn't. say, I'm going to be in the parking garage. I'm going to kill you. That Those were real. Well, I guess they weren't real because he ended up being a slobbering fool. But most death threats aren't real. This is from a guy. Um, I'm sorry. A um, woman, an editor at The Dispatch who covers uh, things in D.C. And she says, just to reiterate to members of the press, AOC seems to have had a truly frightening experience on January 6th, but members of the mob did not break into her office. The man she hid from was a Capitol police officer who told her to go to a different building. They did not break into her office. They did not get close to her. She she has this uh, you know tearful story about she had to change into her sneakers so she could run from the mob, completely made up, exaggerated. that you know. That's just sickening. What is...
2: I mean, come on. AOC. And I think that it was a brilliant Instagram live and her point about how Republicans <laughs> are the same as basically abusers blame the victim. Right. You need to move on. It's the same kind of language. It was a great point by her. And uh, that's
0: why we need to impeach. She's uh, I know you're uh, proud of your fellow BU alum, but she just isn't that bright. Reems. I hate to break it to you. Just not that bright. Um, and when well, she, she does, will, those, she
2: will be running for president in 2028 or whenever she is eligible. She won't
0: be, I'd like to see her uh, run against uh, Schumer statewide, see if she can become a senator, which she couldn't. She's, she can't. I'm sorry, she can't. She's one of these people that they'll get the majority of the votes in their little district full of, you know, uh, hardcore Democrats like Nancy Pelosi, like Ayanna Presley. that there's never going to be a real challenge to her. And she'll be in Congress forever, and she'll be making these uh, – Dramatic videos, Instagram videos, and that's good. I mean, she's she's entertaining. She's just not that bright. But uh, why'd you get me sidetracked on AOC today? You started almost, almost got murdered by Ted Cruz.
2: Well, I do believe that. I mean, that Ted is Cruz not, one of the you people know, incited the that. violence and they wanted to go kill her and Elon Omar. You wouldn't be able to survive a day in their shoes. The amount of threats that they received, <laughs> probably.
0: It's true. I, I'd had my sneakers on and I could run from the mob. You think I couldn't outrun the uh, Viking, Viking man?
2: man? I don't know. I Depends don't know. on whether he's wearing uh, all of his attire or not.
0: Imagine how disappointed he's He's in prison right now. He's probably going to be in prison for a long time. He was this close to being the new God King. That's what, what if we managed to overthrow the government, he was going to be our new leader. He was going to be the God King. We don't work. I have a president. The guy who put his feet up on the desk in Nancy Blows' his office, he was going to be. Assistant vice god king. We were gonna have a whole new system. We were gonna be, you know, a, a dictatorship. It was gonna be like North Korea. And we were this close to killing all the members of Congress and taking over the country. It's just, you know, you, sometimes you take your best shot. How silly and absurd. Every time I hear somebody say they tried to overthrow the government, well, they didn't even have weapons other than the guy had like a stick or something. They are not,
2: you did zip tie handcuffs. <laughs>
0: They yeah, they had, no, they had twisties they took out of the glad bag box. They took the little twisties out.
2: Well they but, well, they took Nancy Pelosi's mail. So it was uh you
0: know uh, That's right. That, that that you know what? The next step after taking Nancy Pelosi's junk mail is taking over the country. Almost okay. we almost had control of the military. Well,
2: okay, they wanted to. Of course, that's why they charged the Capitol to stop the electoral college count.
0: It was almost and and, and if they did, what would have happened? Would Trump, Trump be president or would yes. the or would the Viking man be president?
2: Trump they want they did it
0: all for it's, Trump. Oh, and they were gonna take out Pence too. So it would have been Trump president, Viking man vice president? Is that Maybe? what Marjorie Taylor Greene vice president. <laughs> she would have been uh attorney general. I don't know. It's like,
2: <laughs> it's Trump, you think, like fuming right now? Does he like being out of the limelight? I mean, uh, it is no. amazing how He's forgot. He's gone. I think like,
0: he's seething, and I think it's unfortunate. It's tragic that they don't give him his Twitter back. It is not I, I don't miss the him outburst at all. of insanity. Oh, I'm sorry. Why? Why? You afraid that a, a retired president? It's it's the the Democrats. I'm like
2: Jen, like Jen Psaki. Uh, we don't miss him on Twitter.
0: <laughs> uh, you mean Mrs. Circleback? You're gonna circle back. Um, here's here's the problem: is they look vindictive. They look vindictive with this impeachment. Now they're saying they want to. Not allow him any intelligence briefings, which usually typically go to uh, former presidents. They want to stop him from having a library, a presidential library. Which why would you do that? Trump's presidential library would be awesome. It won't even have any books. deal, <laughs> except out of the deal, and maybe Sean Hannity's book. But the videos and the craziness should start with you know him and the ring at WWE or him you know up doing some uh, doing Saturday Night Live in that yellow. Chicken costume that he wore on SNL. I mean, it would be the most entertaining presidential library of them all. Um, and I, I don't think he can actually stop him. And hopefully, it's somewhere really classy, like maybe Orlando or Vegas. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> and and it would be the most popular pres- presidential library ever. So it's going to happen. But the problem is, I think you asked the question. I think he's seething. I think he's feeling like he's been wronged and he has in many ways i can't believe very sad well i mean i can't believe that you don't want him to talk when he talks he doesn't do himself any favors you should want him to talk. Yeah. Twitter's wanted. a much,
2: much better and more civil place without Donald Trump. I've enjoyed my Twitter feed the last oh, several shit. weeks. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, and, and when when Trump was on there, were you like, uh, were you like AOC? Was it traumatic? Were you like, did you have flashbacks when you were like. I couldn't three? sleep
2: for four years. I was too busy doom scrolling <laughs> and now he's gone and life is good. Right. No,
0: I, we want him on there because, and I will be cringing because it will be crazy and he'll end up back on something. If Parler ever comes back, he'll he'll save the platform because he'll be on there and he'll be ranting. And um, his son Don Jr. is still on there. It's just odd that his son's saying all the things and he says it more articulately than his father would. You know, he's on he's fighting the good fight on Twitter, but Don Senior is not on Twitter, and I think he should be. And I think eventually he's going to start appearing on Hannity and start appearing on you know Fox and Friends again. And he'll be a little unhinged and that'll be good. It'll be well, doesn't it, depend what, it depends on what he wants
1: to do next, right? Like if he wants to launch his television network, then he'll be out there, start rage tweeting, whatever's going on. But if he doesn't give a shit and he just wants to play golf, what's he going to, what's he going to do on Twitter? Why does it matter? You know I, what I mean?
0: See, I, I think a normal 74 year old would be like, that was, that was wild. That was fun. That was, that, that was very exhausting time to tee it up. Spend time with the grandkids, spend time with his son. He went through four years of uh, president the presidency, and I saw him with with Barron like twice. You know, <laughs> you, you never saw him with Barron at the you know playing golf or going to you know Army Navy game. So maybe he'll spend some time with Barron, who's probably seven feet tall at this point. And, I don't think so. <laughs> you
1: know. He's an expert at cheating at golf. Where was he on the Patrick Reed issue of all? Yeah, that? maybe
0: went out there. But the problem is PGA, the PGA has uh, uh, shunned him, turned their back on him. That's what
2: hurts
1: the most,
0: even more than
2: getting thrown off Twitter. Absolutely.
0: That must kill him. He loved Maybe he can just
1: play like PGA the video game on Twitch. You know what I mean? He can live stream it.
0: I don't know. But whatever he does, it's going to be based in vengeance, which I love. His whole goal in life is going to be somehow getting back at the the people who screwed him over. And that will include, you know, Mitch McConnell and certainly mitt romney and people like that i don't know how he'll do it like just go hold a rally or campaign or maybe finance the opponent if someone were to run against you know whatever liz cheney but he'll get involved and hopefully he does and it'll be entertaining because you know he's you can hate him all you want reamer he wasn't boring he wasn't boring all right we got to get to a couple more things uh on this snowy tuesday did you shovel yet reamer it's a heavy snow
2: no i'm de- barely any snow here where i am
0: really i did some shoveling it was heavy as hell I'm, you know just to get my dog a little path to get out of the house and i don't shovel
2: it i'm not leaving the house anyway so what's the point that's
0: true you are if you haven't been following reamer and reading his stuff you're missing the unraveling of a young man you're missing the complete emotional breakdown of a young man and it's chronicled he's been uh documenting everything which is entertaining i hope you uh, are maybe you can put it all together and and do that book that you know you've been talking about do I,
2: I, yeah my book I, it's either that or the history of boston sports talk radio which would have how uh, ha, you know what, what how many women do you think would buy that book i'm putting the over under there at 0.5
0: everybody always really. says that to me and you and everyone and you know, when is someone going to write the book and i i would say one of my former partners alone is would be enough for he he alone would be a whole book. I would say the craziest first. Obviously, there's some crazy people who've been through W E E I. They're all gone now, but the craziest would be my old partner. Wouldn't you agree, Dino? Uh,
2: yes, Dino, without a doubt. Yes,
0: and and just to just to write about him. And- I don't think you would talk to me though for the book. Probably, although I don't know. Who knows? Well, I
2: don't know. These sports talk. I mean, we're like yeah. them. We're so egotistical. We, we, right. you know, we can't turn want, down any publicity.
0: You want to get your story told. I don't know who's going to write it, but I don't know it'll, if it'll be fiction, like based on truth, or it'll actually be true nonfiction. Because It'd be easier to just change the names and tell the stories, just flat out tell the stories without worrying about legal repercussions. But we'll do that another day, or you'll do that. And again, I'll if you that. want to follow Reamer, I plug your, your all your comments your outlets that you write for all the time. And it's worth uh, reading because one of these days, I don't know if you you ever read uh, Christopher Hitchens, he was great. He was like, you know, he was a devout atheist. I think one of his books was called God is not great, but he was a real libertarian. Uh, I mean, he, he would hate what's happening in this country right now. He is missed greatly missed as they say. And he was a great writer who never stopped writing. He just was thinking he would write, you know, all day, every day and drink and smoke. And thus he's no longer with us, but his last book is called mortality. It's short and I highly recommend it because it's him writing in his final days and he's much of it is It's good and it's heartfelt, but then he just kind of is dying and literally rambling incoherently. It's like watching a Biden interview. It's just him kind of literally passing away (laughs) in front of the keyboard and his wife i think edited it or uh, wrote the final chapter but it's a man dying as he writes his final book he was great he was like bill maher but not nearly as liberal and and he would fight with bill maher. a great clip famous clip of him on the bill maher show and when the, when the you know the the little hyenas in the crowd that do whatever bill maher tells him to and laugh when he tells him to and And he's talking and they start booing on Hitchens and he keeps talking. It just puts his middle finger up to the crowd as he finishes his point. It's a great clip. Go back and check that out. Bill Maher's, uh, whatever that show's called, real time. time.
2: Bill Maher, though, is hated by the left now. He's like, I mean, he's so loathed. He got a lot of blowback for his Kellyanne Conway interview a
0: couple weeks ago. Oh, did he? See, I think one thing you got see, Bill Maher's smart. You can't say he's, he's not smart. He is very smart, unlike Kimmel, who's a dope And he will always side on the side. I think not usually side with the free speech, you know, let's let them speak. He's not in favor of these 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 tyrannical uh, crackdowns on free speech from one side of 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 deplatforming people, of shutting people up, of shunning people, of canceling people. I think Bill Maher will always be on the right side of that issue, which is the biggest issue of our time right now as the party in control colludes with uh, big tech and big media to shut people up and shut them down. It's un-American. It's wrong. And I think Bill Maher will always be on the right side of that issue, even though he is a crazy uh, Trump-hating liberal. But uh, let me let me uh, mention uh, Shea Concrete here, and then we'll get to a few other things. I never got to the, to the uh, Damien, Danny Amendola side because uh, the Belichick-Brady debate never ends, and uh, – And Amandola added some fuel to the fire yesterday. We can get to that, but first let me tell you what Shea can do for you this winter. Shea can build you a building. They can build you a precast concrete building. They partner with Easy Set Worldwide, and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications, such as metal, wood, masonry. Shake Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are preassembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings that they, they can, uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood metal, they do it indoors in, in their big plants, they build your building, this increases productivity, lowers cost and gives the customer a legitimate timeframe of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, Simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. All right, where we come from, Reamer, uh, in patriot land, anything, anything that sparks a flame and Ignites a uh, Belichick, good bro- Belichick Brady debate is big news because it's the, always going to be the, the questions who gets all the credit and it can't be just both of them. Now Brady's winning. Brady seems like the man most responsible for six Super Bowl championships. Right. And Amendola, and most players say nothing. They respect Belichick. They love Brady. They don't. They just stay out of it. Amendol, his former wideout, now with uh, Detroit, I believe he bounced around a little bit he chimed in yesterday and just got everybody going all the all the Brady rump swarms uh, love this but do we have Amendola talking about this uh, this situation Colin? Aime?
2: Well first things first and when you see patriot go. way in uh in the dictionary it's going to have tom brady's name next to it uh, n- none of those coaches Ooh. threw any passes none of those coaches <laughs> caught any passes none of those coaches Made any tackles? They got guys in the right position because they watch a lot of film and they spend all their time at the facility. But uh, but Tom Brady is the Patriot way, and that's and that's the reason why Ooh. Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl right now and 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 uh, the patriot Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Then, who's that guy?
2: Who's the guy saying "woo woo
1: yeah, woo"? Is that, is that your hero? Uh, Pat, no, uh, that McAfee. wasn't Pat McAfee. That, I think that's is that his Fox Sports show? I forget where. Pat, Pat, how yeah.
2: Pat, Pat McAfee, tell, talk to me. Tell, tell, me somebody who has failed in more media ventures than him. I mean, he has never drawn any money. That is
1: wild. That is a wild comment. Yeah, he is. Year he year last, year he year last in what? Like two weeks at Barstool. No, probably a year, and left on his own accord because he was pissed off at how they the did had business. Did you deal? even listen to the Pat? don't well, I mean, the Pat McAfee show? How do you even find that? If you uh,
0: know man, know don't, of course, he idolizes him because he makes funny noises and he you know, yells and so he jumps The
1: us. Uh, uh, is a million times better, and you're, I know you're, what your answer is going to be, but he's a million times better than anything you would watch on ESPN today. That's it. That's fu- That like that alone is enough of an answer to satisfy your criticism. Right he
2: was today. doing CBS radio for a little bit, but that lasted like
1: a week. Now he, he's, uh, he's on he had a year contract. He kept it to himself. You always kept the rights, and then he sold it to Sirius, and he's doing it himself on YouTube. It's the smartest thing in 2021. Yeah, you're you're, uh, you're talking
0: to the wrong talking to the wrong guy. Rimmer he idolizes him because you know what he used to do. He used to catch a football like this and kick it up in he, the air, and then his teammates would run. No, down not, he kept...
1: actually wrestled a little bit too in the past year. Oh, yeah, right. oh, yeah, right. yeah maybe that's
0: I'm talking about. A true American hero, and Culinary will not stand for you mocking and ridiculing uh, the United States of America. Here. Matt McAvee. Is a god to Dave (laughs) Cullen of
1: all sports media to criticize, he would be at the bottom of my list, especially with you. I would think you would appreciate a little bit of fun in that format uh, as opposed to everything else out there right now. We're talking serious, that's why I don't like it. We're talking, let me guess
0: is is McAfee a Trump guy? I have never even heard him mention.
1: He probably doesn't know who Trump is Big sport, big sport, big (laughs) funny guy.
0: Uh, all right. Speaking of big sportos and funny guys, I want to get to one of the things since you're here. Yeah, you're with
2: Amendola there. How about, how about Amendola uh, with a total backhanded compliment about the Patriots coaching staff too, saying, yeah, they put us in the right position, but you know, they were at the facility all day watching film. Yeah, you know. It sounds
0: like he does not, not only does he love Brady, like most of Brady's former teammates, he just loves Tom Brady, but it sounds like he does have an issue with the coaching staff or with Belichick. I think he's just pissed because Olivia Culpo, the, the most spectacular looking woman in the world, dumped him for Christian McAfee. I mean McAfee. McAfee Christian is McCaffrey. I mean they're
2: both very good looking guys, but That's Christian true. McCaffrey, a little ahead of Amandola, though it is tough. They're one and two.
0: You would put you think McAfee McAfee <laughs> McAfee is hotter than Amandola? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'd i I'd say it's uh close. It's close, Jerry. It's close. It's close. And I'm yeah. sure I'm sure Amendola like right now, he's dating a woman who probably looks like Lena Dunham. He's never going to have anything exactly. as, as, Col- as hot as Colpo. But uh, I we did this yesterday and uh, got a little bit of uh, a bounce out of it. And uh, it is, I still can't believe how outrageous the story is. It doesn't. It's, it's not as big as it might have been back in the day when people actually read the Boston Globe and the Boston Globe had some impact. I love that I'm story. curious. And Colin and I have talked about it and I've talked to a few other people, including our friend John Mita Perel. It was the most outrageous thing. And I know we have no standards. We don't expect anything better from the Globe. The Globe is a joke. But what they did to our friend John Mita Perel and his f- former girlfriend or friend Christine Caswell it's so outrageous in this day and age that it, it, we, we should mention it again. If you missed it, they wrote a story about how Mita Perel and his girlfriend, Christine Caswell, did not clean up after their dog when their dog took a dump in Tommy Hopper's yard. Tommy Hopper's an 80 year old African American gentleman who used to play for the Red Sox, got a great reputation. Um, but um, in this case, they had a feud, a neighborly feud. I'm pretty sure it happens in every neighborhood and every town and every country in the world but in this case it was a feud over the dog taking a dump it escalated they had words they argued Um, meter said he came to their door and he was yelling at them and i don't necessarily blame them it's pretty rude if your dog does take a dump in someone's yard and you don't pick it up but that's it they fight they don't get along you know that's it the globe infuses obviously with the help of hopper a racial component to it and they brand meter perel a racist and Christine Caswell racist because that's what they do. You know, that's what they do. It's a feud between a black guy and a white person. So it must be racism. And they allow Tommy Harper to so say the most ridiculous thing ever that uh, admits Caswell and me said, nothing racist, writ- wrote nothing racist, did nothing racist, no Facebook post, no nothing. He just said he could feel it. It was well. like, a- he said it was like a summer breeze. He could feel the racism. You well, the, well the,
2: story, the story was that he, they claimed that the Christine Caswell and I guess Meter had a different reaction when a white neighbor also raised issue with the fact that uh, Meter well, but, but, didn't
1: but pick Meter, up. I mean, well, well, one, one, was, one was her one, issue and one was Meter's issue. Meter handled it one way. She handled it another way. That is, that is my
2: takeaway. They yeah. need
1: to just pick up their dog crap.
0: Well, I mean, uh, who cares if they handled it differently with a different neighbor? The other neighbor was like a friend of theirs and the other neighbor handled it, you know, with, you know, mild mannered way. Didn't this guy, according to them, came over and they was screaming at them, yelling at them at the front door. I believe that 100% meter wouldn't lie to me about that. That's that's fine. You know, you could say you treat neighbors differently. Who doesn't? If you take if your neighbor, your dog takes a dump on a neighbor's yard and it's a friend of yours and friend says, hey, can you pick that up? Say no problem. If it's a neighbor that you don't like who doesn't like you and he yells at you, of course you treat him differently. Tommy Harper
2: says he didn't yell.
0: Well, I don't believe that. I heard all the honestly me, um, Reamer. I don't believe that and I don't blame him. If the dog's taking a dump in his yard, he's pissed. Fine. Yell if you want. You don't have to get along with your neighbor. That's not a big story. You can't make up a racism charge. In fact, when I first read it, I said, he's going to say they said something racist. He doesn't even say that. He admits they didn't. He admits they didn't. He says, um, uh, he's he's talking about her. And he says, I recognize there are millions of white women who do not not lie to police to get the upper hand on an African-American man over a minor dispute. But history tells us that they have the power to do so, and that's the point here. Subtle racism is real like a summer breeze. You can't see it, but you can feel it. No, I'm sorry, Tommy. What, Tommy, what you're feeling is they don't like you because, you know, you fought about the dog dump, and, and, and you yelled at them, and maybe they yelled back they don't like you, that you don't like them. So what? That doesn't make them racist. They're not racist. You made that up. And the Globe carried your Water, of course, in the headline, it says, Tommy Harper sees racial bias in neighbor's police. Yeah, report. I,
2: I, that, was, that was my biggest thought reading this. I'm like, this is a neighborly dispute. How does this warrant a full-blown investigation in the pages yeah. of the Boston Globe?
1: And what is does Harper go to the Globe and say, I want to write a hit piece based on this incident? Yes, and- yes.
0: And they say, whatever you say, as long as there's a racial element, the Globe will bite, the Globe will do it. That's what they do. That's all they do. And- but usually, I mean, honestly, I said I said they'll make something up. Say that they've used whatever word and called them this, call them that. They admit he did nothing. Meter did nothing. Caswell did nothing. They admit it. That's the end of story. You can't make up and say, I could just feel the racism. That is so irresponsible, so wrong. Now, whenever Meter applies for a job, she applies for a job or whatever. Right, of, this will come up. Mortgage. You Google it. The first thing that comes up is, Oh, they're racist. It's so freaking. I was gonna
2: ask, how's Meter doing though with uh with the TV show? Is he is he okay?
0: Um he's doing fine. He just this thing has uh, consumed him and I don't blame him. He's he's upset at Bob Holler, who used to be a good reporter and now it's just a, a hack who's writing this kind of crap trying to ruin people and they, they don't care, you know. They like the fact that a couple of you know white privileged people, you know, meter used to be on show with me, and she's probably uh, who knows? She probably doesn't even you know support Diana Presley. These people are are contemptible. Let's ruin them. And now when anyone googles meter, googles Caswell, they're gonna first thing they see is racism, and then they say we're moving on. You know we don't need this in our lives. I mean, I, I know, know how you
1: feel, I know how you feel about the Boston Globe, but in the story, the authorities were involved in this dispute. So first and foremost, the authorities were already involved. So now Harper or somebody else brings this story to the Boston Globe, and they say they want to bring in a racial element to John Meter Perel. They have no other background information. Right.
2: That's a good point, Dave. Right?
1: There's no, there's not two incidences of John Meter Perel or Caswell you know, invoking race in anything. And they write the story still. It is, and, it is and insane. That
0: I mean, doesn't mean anything, prove anything, but we know him. He's the least racist person you ever meet. I'm going to guess she's not either. They just don't like each other. They're neighbors that don't get along. So what? It's it's like the most mundane story that would never make the pages of even the you know, the weekly, town weekly with 27 readers. The, the The Globe, which has about the same 27 readers, they live for this. Let's find a racial dispute. If it's not really racial, we'll make it up. They just made this up. He made it up, and they helped them. He made it up, and they amplified it in in hopes of ruining these people with white privilege. These people with white and is there anything worse than a person with white privilege who doesn't clean up his dog? Dumps in the neighbor's yard. It's just despicable. I I hope people recognize it. I realize most people, at least you know, people who listen to us, don't buy the Globe, don't read the Globe, don't have any respect for the Globe. But this is just another incident of what a piece of garbage this John Henry's uh, little plaything, uh, Linda Pizzuti's little plaything, really is. There's nothing meter can do now. It's out there. I mean, I love this idea that you can go to the globe and they'll go back and they'll change their stories where they made mistakes. Which now they're means, changing this one. They're not going to ever change it. It is, you know, meter will be trying to get a job at ESPN and they'll say, oh, you had a problem with a black guy, a you know, former Red Sox player? Be like, no, that's made up.
1: It was also deliberate to hurt meter, uh, like from an employment status to your point, Jerry, because when you bring up Boston College immediately, right. it's going to transfer into the liberal, you know, leaning reader of the Boston Globe who might have a connection to, to, to Boston College now brings it to the communications department that he's employed with right. and does play by play with whatever it, it trickles from there. And it, right. so I would imagine there's some fallout with Boston they both, College. They
0: both teach at Boston College. Yeah. You think this helps? I mean, this is incredibly damaging. And they did nothing. No, it,
1: it doesn't even it doesn't get written if they're not involved with Boston College. I bet,
0: right? Probably not. Or you know, get involved involved with Dennis and Callahan. It's just so the now defunct Dennis and Callahan. It's just so despicable what they did here. Is so despicable. I mean, a guy admits they did nothing, said nothing, racist admits it. And for that, I guess I give him credit. He didn't make something up. He just said he could feel it coming off him. You know what was coming off them? They're dislike for you They're, they're, You know, you have a problem with each other. That's how it works. If the neighbors hate each other, that doesn't make them racist. They're not racist. They just made this up. And it's so bullshit.
1: Meter's a good guy. He just wants to let his dog shit on other people's yards and read his okay magazines. I could could
0: absolutely see him doing that saying, you know, uh, I'll pretend that I didn't see that dump. I'll, put, I'll look the other way, or hopefully you won't notice it. Or in this time of year, maybe the snow will bury it. That's I, I know good. that move. Yeah. I know that move. You don't go from being a guy who doesn't clean up after his dump to go being, you know, uh, you know, Nick Cannon or Don Imus going to be a, vi- a virulent racist. That's not how it works. It, but the globe doesn't care. They look I'll tell you clean.
1: what, I'm not messing around anymore. I'm always going to clean up my dog's dog shit from now on. It taught I me do. a
0: lesson, at least. I do, and uh you know just that the idea of leaving it is so rude, but then again, maybe it was under a bush or something. who knows it's more to the story. All I know is there's no racism to the story. That's what I know. the globe knows it too, Bob Holler knows it too. They don't care. This is their job. This is yeah. What it would
2: doing. it would seem to be a, a pretty low editorial bar. I was surprised that that much space was dedicated to this story. I really was. And the headline much more salacious, as you said, Jerry, than the content of the piece.
0: And you just ask, what's the objective? You know, what are they looking for? And they're looking to ruin people. It's just so wrong. You know, I know they have no shame, but you know, John Pazuti and Linda Pizzuti should be embarrassed. But anyway, we'll leave it there, Reamer. Um, you can read Reamer all over the place. Some places I'm not going to even mention, but <laughs> Forbes and uh, Reamer on Substack. It must be a Substack coming soon. Yeah, 20. I had one
2: last week about GameStop. I'm trying to find the right one this week. Maybe Super Bowl-themed. I don't know. Do I have any personal experiences with the Super Bowl <laughs> to write about? I don't
0: know. That would be a good Substack, and I think we need to, you need to keep us updated on the ongoing emotional mental breakdown of one Alex Reamer. It's, it's, it's a good kind of serial um, soap opera kind of thing. We get to see how the lockdown, how the pandemic is affecting our fragile 28-year-old friend. And he just opens a vein and bleeds every week. I like it. Keep it up. Thank you, you can read them. How do you get the Substack thing? Reamer on Substack?
1: Reamer.substack.com. I don't know why you won't buy alexreamer.com. You're just an idiot. I'm sorry. You're just an idiot. <laughs> why is it still available? It's, I'm sure it is or, or something. Team happen,
2: oh. Back in the WBW days, I used to own AlexReamer.com, but it lapsed. Oh. <laughs> Get
0: it. All right. Well, you can check Reamer out there and you will hear him again here soon. I don't care what people say. We're gonna have him back. Yes. We'll All right, thanks to Ally Paving and Shake Concrete. Thanks to DCU. And thanks very much to GovX. And thanks to everybody for listening. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.
1: Why am I stopping? No one else stops.
0: I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a
1: good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $899. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.